Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. Stacy Blackwood here, and I'm, I'm proud to be joined by the face of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Uh, you can find him on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday going live with In My Own Words. Uh, as he likes to say, it's, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Stephen, how you doing, man? Doing good, Stacey. You have to be here, man. Hey, you're the man. I'm just a flunker ready to help you. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I know that we're having some some technical difficulties today, so you know, both of us we, we may go in or out on the audio, but we're gonna we're gonna roll through this. You know, like like uh, like Alabama does when when things are not going their way. We're just gonna you know we're gonna weather the storm and do our best and and hope for the best. Absolutely, man. It's all part of uh, the media thing. Sometimes technology. Gotta roll with the punches, as Nick Saban tends to do always. <laughs> that, that's right. Well, I, I wanted to bring you on. You, you you joined Ricky last week to to talk a little football, and we wanted to get you back on. That uh, was a great episode. So we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to to be with us. And uh, you know, we, we wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, wide receiver group that we have this year uh, for the 2020 football season. Uh, hopefully we do get this season with, with the way COVID's going and, uh, you know, we can move past that and, and, and get on to some football. I know I'm looking forward to that. But, but back to the receiver group, you know, you know last year we had guys like, like Judy and, and Ruggs, and, of course, they're on in the NFL now as first-round draft picks. And, you know, most, most of the fans know about Smitty and, and, and Waddle. But, you know, after that, it's, there's, there's some guys that don't really have much experience. Uh, Slade Bolton's seen the field a little bit. John Mechie's seen the field a little bit. But uh, after that, it's, uh, it's pretty slim uh, picking. So uh, just who are some of the guys that you're looking to step up into that uh, third and fourth spot when it comes to the wide receiver group this season? Well, the beauty of Alabama football, you get a chance to figure out, okay, who wants it and who wants it bad enough. I mean, people know Devon T. Smith, people know Jason Waddle, but here's a huge opportunity, you know, for Clay Bolden, who was the Gatorade through the United States of Louisiana, you know, in 2017, somebody who can catch the football well. He was a former high school quarterback, played some defense back as well. When I talk to players on the team about him, they think he has a Julian Edelman type. And we know Julian Edelman, one of the best, one of the big receivers in the NFL right now. We're one of the best slot guys, route runners in the league. So here's a chance for Slade Bolden. We can look at a guy like John Mechie. I kind of refer to him as Calvin Ridley's Canadian twin. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, when he played at Bama, with six feet, six one, one eighty nine. John Mechie, one eye, but can run the routes. Body structures right there. Great hands. And there was a video of him juking somebody out their shoes. You know, catching the football. So people excited for him. There was even Xavier Williams in the Florida area, six one. You know, a buck ninety five. And no one talks enough about Ziggy Williams. And you know, here's a guy that was on the scout team this past season. 
ran great routes, caught the ball well, just did not get a chance to see the field. He too. So it's a battle between Slade Bolden, John Mechie, Xavier Williams, who wants it. When two guys leave off the draft, Judy and Ruggs, this opens up the door for that competition hard enough. So between those three, who is the guy that's willing to snatch it? It'll be fun to watch. And also, you got three freshmen in here now. Javon Baker, you know, out of Georgia, this man is cutting up uh, so far in summer. Glasses and little of uh, seven-on-seven type things, whether he is putting his work in and the, the uh, voluntary weight program. You know, Javon Baker's having a good summer. Uh, Thayne Jones-Bale, Alabama brought him in from Florida. Even uh, Trayshawn Holden, the young man from California at six foot three, brings something special to the table. So it, it's always this the time of year to where it's the beauty of who wants it bad enough and who's willing to snatch it. Absolutely, and and uh, you, you kind of you brought up the the young guys that are that are there, the freshmen for this season, and uh, the the guy that stood out like like you mentioned is Javon Baker and. You know, he wasn't, you know, what you would call just super heavily recruited. I mean, he was a four-star guy coming out of Georgia. But he, he just seems to be one of those guys that uh, he's just a football player and he, he's going to make plays and, you know, maybe not run the, the fastest 40 or jump the highest, but uh, just, just one of those guys that's going to make plays for, for, for the program. And uh, I look forward to, to seeing what he can do when fall camp rolls around. Uh, of course, I'm excited about Slade Bolden. And, and, and Ziggy Williams is a guy that – that I have loved ever since he came out of high school. I believe he's from the Miami area, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he, he's another guy that, like you said, doesn't get talked about a whole lot. But but I, I love John Mechie. When you're talking about some of those young guys, Mechie is one of those guys that just just stands out. And, uh, you know, even with the deep guys that were there this last season, he, he saw the field uh, from time to time So as a true freshman. So that, that shows what kind of confidence the coaches have in Mechie and, and what they expect from him. Uh, moving forward, hopefully, into this 2020 season. It's going to be awesome to see, um, it's going to be awesome to see Mechie on the field. This is somebody that lit up, you know, two straight 8A games, two straight spring performances where he caught the ball well, uh, established, you know, Mac Jones at quarterback and, uh, even, you know, even this past, well, even the, the, the recent eight day game, he had chemistry with not just Mac, Jones, but also Aliyah Tungamaloa, though Leah is now with the Maryland Terry portal. But it's going to be fun to watch Mechie. It's going to be fun to watch Slade Bolden, Xavier Williams. Just who wants it bad enough? It's crazy how the freshmen that have come in have pushed you know, two guys out of the door on our portal. I mean, fans are looking forward to seeing Terrell Shavers this year at six foot six, but that's not going to happen, seeing how Shavers is now at Mississippi State. And you had some folks that were kind of looking forward to seeing Tadarius Towson season, but Towson is now with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So when you've got these freshman kids coming up high school, the high schools are better equipped than these young men as far as the coaching. The teaching, the weight training, the conditioning, the, um, the, uh, the, the these camps that these young men go to, they're better preparing them to pop instantly, you know, once they get to college. So these freshmen coming in here, they're hungry. They're ready. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, we look forward to watching these young guys compete. And uh, like you said, it's all about who wants it most. That's who's going to see the field. And 
But as far as the, the two elder statesmen, uh, I guess we can call them, and, and Smitty and Waddle, you know, they seem to be two guys that, you know, everybody knows what Waddle can do in the, in the return game, whether it's punt returns or kick returns. And, and you mentioned this on one of your shows last week about how uh, a lot of people don't really respect Waddle the way that they should as a receiver. They all respect his return ability. That's, that's talked about, you know, nonstop. He's probably the best returner in, in college football. But, I mean, when you're talking about a guy as a receiver who's willing to go across the middle, make the tough catches, uh, he, he can blow past your defender and beat you deep. Uh, I, I think Jalen Waddle is a more than capable receiver, and, and I think that's something that's going to be proved this, this fall. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you go back and you just watch the Auburn game, Stacey, and uh, one, one of the catches he made was he, Matt Jones is getting hit on the play, and the five foot ten pogo stick from Houston, Texas, elevates <laughs> in the air, catches the ball at the highest point, takes away from the defensive back, showing you I got a ball in, and, and that one brings along with his route running, with his speed, with his you know, big time hands. And I understand, you know, people have him. More so favor as that return guy, but if you look at if you look at the first couple of you know, all American teams going out here from Sporting News from the Walter Camp Football Foundation, a lot of more emphasis is being placed on guys like uh, Jamar Chase, Ben among other players. And no offense to Jamar Chase, he's a big time weapon. He love and that aspect of being a receiver just due to, in recent in recent years, he was more so of the overlooked guy. But the same way was overlooked in years past as a wide receiver because he had so many guys around him, whether it was Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs. Now Waddle was getting that same treatment in terms of a wide receiver. People are looking to say, well, we know what he can do in the return game. Well, he's consistent. He's big production. You know, he can score touchdowns. But – you know, can he do that consistently as a wide receiver? And I feel uh, Jalen Waddle, no matter where. We seem to be having some technical difficulties, but like we said, we're going to try to weather through this. Stephen, can you hear me, man? I can hear you. All right. Uh, yeah, we're just talking about Jalen Waddle and, and, and the, the type of impact that we expect him to have this fall uh, as a receiver for the Tide and how he's not just a return specialist. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people are going to come to the realization that he is a he is a top tier wide receiver and, and, and will probably be a first round pick in the 2021 NFL draft. And uh, of course, we know about Smitty as well. And, uh, you know, he put up big numbers last season. Uh, had a, I think he had two different games where he had over 200 yards receiving. So, uh, just a just a big time talent there, and it was big to get him back. Losing Rugs and Judy, so we look forward to to watching you know Smitty and, and uh, Waddle lead that receiving group this fall, and uh, kind of see who takes it, takes on that third and fourth spot. Uh, but kind of moving things along here, we we did want to talk a little bit about uh, Pete Golding. He's he has been a hot topic since he accepted the defensive coordinator position last year and uh you know 
really, uh, from the start of fall camp, right before the season started, he was kind of dealt a bad hand, losing Dylan Moses and Joshua McMillan. And, and I know you've talked about it uh, at nauseum, Stephen, and, and how he was kind of dealt that bad hand and had to struggle with, uh, with, with losing the guys to injuries. And, uh, but, you know, some, some fans just don't seem to, to think that, that Golden can get it turned around this season, and uh, I, I'm not on that that train. I believe that Golden will get things turned around this fall. Uh, a lot of talent returning, most importantly Dylan Moses. Just kind of talk about what you're expecting from Pete Golden this season and uh, kind of moving forward with the Tide. Well, I expect uh, you know Coach Golding to have a balance. As mentioned, as I talked about on you know in my own words, when you lose, when you lose both of your inside linebackers, both captains of your defense, both guys that know takes from you as a coach and it takes from the team, you know, as a whole to where you know as a coach you cannot be aggressive in your play calling because the two guys that you would trust to handle the aggressive, you know, word jargon and terminology and play on the field, they're not there. So now you have two young freshmen in the middle of your defense that come straight from high school. The the (laughs) last ball they played was high school ball. So they have to come to college and um, at first, you know, at first glance, the coaching staff is telling Shane Lee and Christian Harris, hey, look, you're going to play. We're going to spot play you. You're going to get your chance to get on the field. But most importantly, you sit down, pick up this clipboard, and you learn from McMillan and Moses. These two cats have played a lot of football. These two cats have been on the field. These two guys, they know our defense, backwards, forward, sideways. They know it. So stick next to them so that way you can glean from them. But for Christian Harris and Shane Lee to go from these to a hurt, I mean, you talk about the stress that is put on two 18-year-old kids. Because yeah. you go from, hey, you know, learn this defense to welcome to the world, hot shot. you the guy. Oh, my word. So, yeah. and the fact that they have to grow, you know, each and every week, they have to learn something new each and every week. They have to learn something different each and every week. So, Coach Golden goes from being, I can be aggressive, I can do some things. Now, I got to coach up every single week and not put too much on them. So, when that so when that happens, it, it causes for O'Neal to take on more responsibility than they thought they would have. Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney had a phenomenal year last year at the safety position, and he deserved, you know, every right to, you know, have the numbers that he had. But, you know, McKinney had to do some things that he really didn't think he would have had to have done. He had to come down in the box to miss that spot, make the call, better players were in their right spots, and then jump back to his free safety spots to make the play. That's a lot bombarding the mind of a free safety to where his only job is supposed to be make sure the secondary is in line, play your role, make your play. He had to do double duty last year. So with you know, with guys back healthy and with the additions of a Charlie Strong, with the additions of a Freddie Roach, you know, keeping a Sal Sincere, 
and having the players back healthy, Pete Golding looks at what happens last year. He's able to learn from that, to glean from that. This is what I need to do. This is what I don't need to have happen. He is going to be way better suited for this upcoming season. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said. And, you know, and not to mention that besides Lee and Harris, there was uh, several other freshmen that were having to play on that defense. I mean, you look at it, uh, the, our, our starting nose tackle was a true freshman. Jordan Bow saw a lot of action in the secondary. I mean, that, that was freshmen playing everywhere along that defensive line and in the defensive backfield at all three levels. So uh, it was it, there was a learning curve that, that not only Pete Golding had to go through, but the players. So uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a stressful season. That's a good way to put it, like you said, for Pete Golding, losing – Losing, like you said, the two captains of that defense and, and Moses and McMillan. And, and you know, the, not only are they veteran players, but they, but you talk about a guy like Dylan Moses. He is an elite defender when it comes to college football. So you lose that along with his experience. And, uh, well, that, well, well, yeah. I mean, that's just tough. Go ahead. Go right. Go ahead. And now and, and those things, Stacey, you lost. You, you, these are two glue guys in the locker room, Dylan and McMillan. When something goes awry in that locker room, those ask my attention. Those two are the guys that sell the air. You know, those right. are the guys that make sure that things within this locker room are on key. And those two guys get hurt. Now you got to find, okay, who sells in this locker room? So that, that, that was another issue. Yeah, you know, and, and I heard you mention something very interesting on, on one of your shows the last couple of days. It was about having a, a, a saving personality on the field. I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but, but all of the great defenses under Saban have had that guy. When you go back as far as Rolanda McClain and, and Dante Hightower, Jonathan Allen, Minka Fitzpatrick, you think about all, the, all those defenses. They were elite defenses because they had a Saban-like mind on the field uh, and that's something that we need this fall, and that's something that I believe Dylan Moses can bring to the table. I think he will bring to the table just due to Dylan processes information extremely well. Uh, he's becoming a lot more vocal, and there, 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 is, there is a business side to Dylan Moses. Prior to the 20th, 19 season. It was an SEC media days where I got just to Dylan, and he was just really excited about running this defense. He was really excited about working with you know Coach Golding and uh, just having that taken away from him last year because of the injury. More so grateful, thankful to be back, but also more motivated to make sure that you know Alabama does not miss. On the college football playoff, Alabama does not miss on competing for the SEC title, and that's what it needs to to be. And just seeing how a lot of these preseason team lists have put him as a second teamer, the fact that Coach Say going out there and brought in the coaches that Dylan worked with at IMG, you know, David Ballou and Alabama, and all the guys that were injured last year, healthy around him once again. You convince Joshua McMillan, who talks on the defense, to come back for his sixth year. I think everything Dylan is set to have the year 
the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, the Buckets Award type year, the first team All-American type year that he wants to have. Everything is in place for him to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And we look forward to it. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's really not that far away from when fall camp is, is, is set to get underway. And uh, we obviously look forward to that. Stephen, before we let you go, and we do appreciate you taking time out of your day, uh, let everybody know where they can find In My Own Words. That is, I, I'm telling you, Alabama fans, you don't want to miss that. It's, it's, it's one of the best shows out there when it comes to Alabama football. So, Stephen, let everybody know how they can, how they can watch and tune into that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, in my own words, we, we air every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, from Tuscaloosa uh, via YouTube. Touchdown Alabama Magazine's YouTube channel. That's a Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time. 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the call-in number, we definitely want to hear from you guys, 205-448, number 205-448-1358. Uh, we encourage all conversation, all discussion, all dialogue, because if the fans are not talking about Alabama football, then it's certainly not anything to, uh, to discuss. So we, we, we're there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. via YouTube for Touchdown Alabama. On our site on Twitter at tdalabamamag.com. That's at td. Alabama, TD, or TD Alabama Mag on Twitter. That's TD Alabama Mag on Twitter. Touch uh, at the site, touchdownalabama.com. Now, for me, and in my own words, can be found on Twitter, and in my own words, TDA, and in my own words, TDA on Twitter. But, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the 6 o'clock p.m. Central Times, and join, you know, discussing. Uh, the, the Alabama fan base favorite program, Tide Football. Absolutely. Well, I hope everybody joins in on that. Uh, I guess it'll be tomorrow night, the next episode. So we all look forward to that. Like I said, Stephen, we really appreciate the time that you uh, took with us today. And, and we do apologize to, to our listeners uh, for, for the audio quality today. It doesn't seem like it's going to be, you know, A+. plus, But we weathered through it, Stephen. We made it through the episode. And uh, like we said, we appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to be with us today. And, and roll tight, Stephen. No, Ross, it's always joy, man. Looking forward to doing this again. Absolutely, man. We'll talk to you later.